Hey, what's up? This is Andrew H. Kim, and welcome to Photons and Feelings podcast. And today we have Evan Rummel. That's me. Yeah, so I just wanted to kind of talk today, uh, just catch up, see how you're doing, and then we're also going to talk about the Adobe Creative Residency. Exciting. Yes. Very exciting stuff. Uh, Last time we talked uh, on podcast, it was back in Brooklyn. We're just kind of... That was the summertime? Yeah. Was it over the summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to catch us up on what you've been up to since? Uh, so we got to work on a project uh, last year together mm-hmm. um, in the spring, which was one of the more fun projects I think I'd worked on. Um, certainly one of the more stressful, um, you know, rapidly, you know, kind of a rapid learning environment, you know, where you had to learn business really quickly and legal really quickly and, um, uh, you know, deal memos, contracts, all that kind of stuff pretty much on the fly. Yeah. Um, but it was a it was definitely a fun experience. I think it's one of those where it definitely accelerates kind of how your creativity flows, how your mind works in terms of uh, building relationships. Because it was really an eye opening experience in terms of uh, being a photographer as a businessman, not just as a creative. You know, because I think there's two there's two lines you have to draw. Yeah. You know, when you're a creative, uh, especially as a photographer, because there's plenty of great photographers out there that are just awful at business. Yeah. And they always wonder, um, you know, why are you know, why am I not growing? Why am I not getting more stuff? Am I doing the work or am I not doing the work? Um, you know, a lot of it comes down to, do you just know how to run a business? Right. Um, and like 90%, 95% of it is business. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, it's like you shoot hardly ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, for the, what was it? Six, eight weeks, I think of production work, I think I did on it, you know, 10, 12 hours of it was actually shooting. Right. You know, and even then most of that was just speaking. And then, you know, it was, you know, half of that you could say was probably actually pulling the trigger. So mm-hmm. um, hours compared to weeks and months, you know, of work. So yeah. um, and then, of course, then there's the aftermath of that, you know, where it's the months later where, you know, where you're doing your taxes, yeah. you know, and you're making sure that yep. you've Don't actually saved. to get those 1099s in. <laughs> exactly. The, the 1099s. January 31st is coming up. My God, they yeah. are the death of me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them so much. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it was a it was a cool year. Um, it, was, it was certainly the the biggest project I ever worked on. It was the biggest year I'd had as a creative in New York. Um, and it's cool, even though 1099s and doing all your taxes suck. It's really cool to see how, you know, some uh, personal goals of you know pushing myself as a creative were kind of attained, um, even though they weren't attained as much as I wanted. You know, I still passed milestones. I still passed kind of thresholds as a as a creative. So, um, doing all of that alongside of still being a full-time student you know it was fun tiring but it was it was fun to kind of have multiple milestones kind of captured in a year um, yeah. amidst still trying to break out and still kind of right because it's one of those where like even if people didn't know my name it's still totally fine right uh, as long as i'm still doing what i like cool and by the way that's gates as in bill gates right? yes <laughs> mr and mrs uh, somebody named bill um perhaps william no started um, microsoft or something something like that yeah so uh I, I i guess i forgot to properly introduce you to any new listeners um what is your background what do you do who are you and what do you do <laughs> my name is evan rummel and i am a photographer in new york city um my background um is former military turned barista turned missionary turned videographer kind of traveler turned photographer kind of director okay um and so um i've kind of had a hodgepodge of different experiences um oh i forgot i was a team leader at lowe's (laughs) nice inside lawn and garden for the win (laughs) um 
Yeah, so I, I, I've kind of had a, just a very eclectic background of just random jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've all kind of intertwined with one another and kind of led to a pursuit of a creative field, yeah. um, especially in New York, which is, you know, the central birthing ground with the exception of like an L.A. or you know something like that but it's such a different it's such a different world you know new york creatives are just very different than la creatives yeah you know there's such a different mentality out here you know taking everything i could get and then doing every different kind of you know photography you know from weddings to kind of journalistic stuff uh to um ngo kind of travel travel work to portraiture to fashion to um you know just kind of a, a variety of different things so that i felt like people could hire me for anything and I felt that that was a bonus to be kind of a, a jack of all trades forgetting mm-hmm. that then you can't be really good at one thing so um, for me it's slowly transitioned more into kind of a fashion portraiture mm-hmm. um, so not necessarily shooting you know runway type of stuff uh, but more kind of fashion uh, inspired portraiture you know m- much more on the cinematic level much more on the kind of deeper soul level of people uh, mm-hmm. so that you get kind of a raw emotion versus glamour 1980s headshots right. <laughs> which just, aren't bad but right, you know it's right. <laughs> that's not the market anymore right, it's right. more of a com- comedy market so yeah kind of taking that and segueing into um the adobe creative residency yeah. how did you hear about this um well last year i remember you had uh started up a project of yours um and uh, i remember kind of watching some of the the content you had kind of posted as teasers and um kind of being around you working through that and um, it didn't really occur to me to think about it. Um, I didn't have anything tangible I wanted to work on. I think sometimes there's just moments where you don't have projects. But this year, um, around July, August, I started conceptualizing a project just on my own um, that um, had kind of been in my head for a better part of a year, year and a half. Um, and talking to, to Wes you know, a number of times, it was kind of a, a conversation that pushed me out of a, a fear mentality of, you know, hurdles and well, what if it fails? What if it doesn't work? What if it's too expensive? Um, and it kind of jumped out of that kind of fear-based into more of opportunity-based and more of a, I might as well do it. So I started launching um, just kind of a personal pa- uh, portrait project of mine that um, ironically, as the semester ended, uh, my professors started emailing me about this Adobe resident, the Adobe residency. Um, and when I started looking through the the guidelines, the details of it, that it was very passion-oriented, that it was very personal project-oriented, um, that it was something that would basically complement what you were already working on or what you wanted to work on in lieu of, you know, giving up what would potentially be full-time work. Yeah, um, yeah. and just in case yeah. you're not aware of what the Adobe Creative Residency is, is it's this uh, artist residency, um, and it could be multiple genres. Um, it doesn't have to be just photography. Yeah, it could be design, design web stuff, like painting, um, anything creative where you would potentially use Adobe products, obviously, mm. but... Um, basically you are an employee for one year and you get to work on your passion project, which you which submit a proposal. I mean, Not that's, many companies that's, do this kind of stuff. Yeah. That's a dream, right? Yeah. Like you get paid a salary to do what you want to do. And, and, um, I think the exposure that gives you is just incredible in right. itself. Um, it just elevates kind of like the, the reach that you can, you know, attain with with this kind of residency anyway so i i had heard about it a couple years back maybe uh just by getting into like the youtube world and seeing how vloggers 
are starting to emerge a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. I, I think I saw Sarah Dietschy somehow uh, on a linked video and through, I think through her and like just being in, immersed in that kind of YouTube vlogger world, uh, I heard about this residency and then I, I looked into it and then I said, okay, I'd love to apply next year. So I applied that following year, which was last year. Um, and I'll, um, and I'll probably upload my application video, maybe all of it, maybe part of it. I'm not sure yet, uh, but I'll upload in another follow-up video, uh, my, my application for last year. Um, I was so excited because I found out about the residency, I don't know, maybe like February Mm. uh, of the year. And I had basically a whole year to think about oh, the application will open up next February. I had a whole year to think yeah. about it and anticipate. And like, I just really wanted to like do this. And uh, obviously I didn't get it. <laughs> and um, and I was, I was so disappointed. And I knew the, the chances were very slim, obviously, because there's, I don't know, maybe a few thousand that applied last year. It's probably going to be much more than that yeah. this year. Which is still, I mean, a few thousand, it's still small considering Adobe's reach and Adobe's, right. Right. I mean, their criteria is not that demanding, but it's more, I think, a, uh, an idea of like who's actually thinking about this kinds of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. like I, I felt disappointed mainly because I did a video application. I mm-hmm. did a, like the teaser and then followed up with all the, uh, the application was different last year than it is this year. It's, Similar, same concepts, but mm. like it was just the format was different. They had you actually type out uh, your answers to like six or seven questions. Um, I think this year it's just kind of more open format. Yeah, it's you proposal a, based or right, video based. Right. <clears throat> so I, you know, I answered all those questions, but I also answered the questions on video. So I uploaded a, a video. Uh, the teaser was like a minute long. Mm. And then kind of like the elevator pitch was right after that. And then I went into detail. So it ended up being like a 13 minute video of answering all the questions on video. Anyway, like uh, I uploaded to YouTube private link and I sent them the link and they're the only ones who have that link. And, and I I was just, you know, waiting for that view count to go from zero to (laughs) one, you know? And like, it, it just never did for the longest time. Yeah. And finally, it went up and then I saw that they only watched like maybe 10 seconds, 20 seconds. And I was like, Oh man, I put in so much work. There was like a year of anticipation and like, it just didn't happen. And so like, I realized like, um, while I was putting the proposal together, I was like, Oh, uh, cause like one of the things they're looking for is, is this a project that you're doing for, to propose for this project mm-hmm. or is it something that you would do on your own anyway? Right. And like, they're looking for those people that are d- pursuing what they want to do already. Exactly. And so as I was putting together like this project in a more formal, f- besides just in my heads, in just ideas running in my head, um, I realized like, Oh, I, this is like a plan mm. that I could follow and like do and like make this project actually come to life. Yeah. And so like, that was kind of like one of the side cool benefits of it is like it forced me exactly to lay out like actual steps to follow. Granted, uh, the following year, because I didn't get the residency, uh, and also having a child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Penny. Uh, yes. Um, (laughs) insert cute picture. Yeah. Um, you know, life gets in the way, uh, 
So, you know, that's, that's the cool thing about this residency is it allows you that freedom to like not worry about having to make money yeah, and uh, focus on the project. So anyway, uh, it's kind of taken me a year, but we moved into this new space and, you know, I'm starting to build that setup more, a uh, semi-permanent setup for that project. And so this year I'm, I'm looking to actually do it. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to reapply again, maybe, maybe not. But regardless, um, I, I found that it was valuable for me to go through that step because now I'm actually going to do it, although it's on a slightly shorter or longer timeline. Right. That's, that's always been um, like when my teacher sent it to me. I remember looking through it and thinking, oh, this is great. And they hadn't opened up the application yet. Um, but I already had Evernote documents. I already had, you know, I was aiming for between 30 and 50 people to photograph, uh, but I'd already photographed 30. So it's one of those where I'd already had enough work done that explaining it was actually really easy yeah. um you know and then you start getting psyched up in your room and i'm throwing on some you know <laughs> edm and just like house music just to get me pumped up yeah. you know and you know some like deep bass that's just like psyching up my bones and i'm just like preaching to myself into a mirror basically reiterating what the pitch would be right you know and start trying to condense it down because obviously you do need that elevator pitch yeah you know between floors zero and five you know that you could just tell someone and get them you know jazzed mm-hmm. uh, but then you also need to explain it after that yeah um and it was one of those where i was like well i've already been working on this for like four months anyway yeah it's just gonna make take me longer you know because i might not have the resources or the the time because as a freelancer you could easily give up a year and go well this is a huge stepping stone to be an adobe resident and it was it was one of those where not to like over romanticize it and say i'm gonna win but it was enough for me to go there's no hurdles mentally for me aside from the fear of rejection right um, to say oh i'm already gonna do this anyway yeah so it lines up with adobe's values to say right what's a project that basically emanates from your being right, that you want right. to complete that you yeah. can't because of hurdles i did in my research of the residency i did kind of look into the previous winners and i think a far majority of them uh somehow had some kind of inside connection mm. and i don't mean that in like a like a shady way but it's like i think for sarah Dici, she uh she heard about the residency somehow and I'm probably butchering this, but she heard about the residency and then she wanted to do it. So she found any way she could to put herself in front of the people that are the right people to be in touch with. Mm. She did like promo videos or like, you know, event event summary videos um, so that she can kind of put herself out there and get on their yeah. radar. And, and I think some of the other residents um, somehow like knew somebody or met somebody before the whole yeah. residency. So then uh, a lot of them came up as suggestions. People uh, who worked at Adobe just threw up suggestions. Oh, check right. out this person. So I feel like, you know, that kind of does hurt your chances in terms of like, you know, a random person exactly. applying yeah. uh, like myself. Um, Roll so, the dice. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, it is, it is one of those things where it's super exciting, but also don't get your hopes up too oh, much. Yeah. Um, but I think that's that's one of the things I did learn about this whole experience of applying and not getting it last year was, um, is for me personally, it's, uh, it's not about like applying to some dream thing and getting it. It's, mm. it's about not being afraid to just put yourself out there. Yeah. And if you get rejected, it's just a, 
numbers thing. Like right. it's like dating, right? It's like yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get rejected. Exactly. You know, you're not for everybody. So right. like, you just can't dwell on that too much. You just put yourself out there, and then eventually you're gonna find that right person. But like, right. it doesn't. You know, that rejection you got from the ten other people. You know, it's it is what it is. You yeah. know, so like, it's it, I I think that's what I learned about myself is like don't put all my hopes and dreams into this application just do it if i get rejected so be it right i'm still gonna live the way i've been wanting to live uh do the things that i want to do the projects that i want to do so yeah because for me it's i still have two years of school yeah so it's like i'm still stuck in a positive way yeah somewhere on a path on an arc yeah of of my story and then at the same time i'm you know getting the adobe thing great that might fast track the completion of this project because obviously it would have to you'd have to complete something to show for it right um but if i don't that just means everyone that i've included in the project so far will just have to wait maybe a little bit longer you know because when it's personally financed you know that's based around personal finances that's based around personal time yeah. um and so it's one of those where i was like my goal was to kind of have it done by february um that wasn't uh, that wasn't a like a you know, aggressive deadline. It was a pretty feasible deadline. Um, but what I didn't inc- incorporate was the difficulty in pulling people's stories out of people's lives to incorporate them into a portrait. Um, so, so before you get into that, like, oh, yeah. would you be open to sharing like what your project pr- proposal yeah. will be? Um, so the, the whole project kind of conceptualized, uh, it was about a year, year and a half ago. Well, it's, uh, what is it? 2019? Yeah. Like 2017, <laughs> like, fall of 2017, I remember yeah. I'd gotten an email um, from a friend of mine who had basically, um, in the year prior, had been a part of a personal project uh, that I'd shot. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever used studio lighting. Um, I did it in my kitchen, just a one light setup and did a real moody kind of black and white series. Um, and then over the course of that year, I eventually colorized them um, or just undid all the black and white um, and kind of redistributed them to the folks that have participated. And so one of the girls who'd been part um, had basically sent me an email thanking me for being a part one, um, but two, thanking me for kind of showing her the beauty that she saw in herself, that it wasn't something that she was naturally seeing, um, that it took a lot of, of, her, um, of her energy to basically kind of see herself as beautiful. And so the hour that I spent with her was encouraging enough that she finally saw what I saw and she was you know, happy to look into her portrait and go, this girl... Uh, if she only knew how beautiful she was, you know, and like that kind of rhetoric. Um, and I remember thinking that's a pretty, that's a dramatic change in someone. Uh, for me to have someone in my studio or in front of my camera um, over the course of 10 minutes or an hour to go from really insecure to confident is always a fun transformation. Um, but the significant eyesight and the significant viewing of yourself to go, hey, now I, I see kind of beauty in myself. That's that's a revelation in, in and of itself. And so... Um, that just kind of was kind of a transformative moment for me. Um, and it brought back memories of previous conversations I'd had with friends. Um, and, uh, ironically over the course of the next year, so going into the 2018, um, I remember uh, a friend of mine, um, had jokingly just said something about my ears being cute. Um, and I remember thinking like, that's just weird. I remember having a conversation with her and a couple of other friends were there and, you know, some were guys, some were girls. And it was just a really interesting conversation of how the girls were all in in unison of saying like, oh, you know, your ears are cute. 
Now, for me growing up, I hated my ears. I hated kind of how I looked in, in photos and um, how awkward I was because I was kind of bullied and made fun of them, you know, because they were just, they stuck out more. They were larger than, than normal. Um, so the Dumbo, the Rummel Stiltskin, the, yeah. the House Mouse, you know, all this kinds of stuff, um, you know, it just was basically a reoccurring, not nightmare, but just, you know, pin in my shoulder, um, you know, kind of a thorn in my side. And so um, that did a really weird mental shift in me where all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, okay, so there's an attractive quality about this. Interesting. And it really just started undoing a lot of negativity and kind of how I viewed myself, um, which coincided with being in front of the camera more with with friends um, and kind of developing my own little smize and learning how to just kind of be comfortable in front of the camera, even in a singular pose. Um, And so all of this was just kind of starting to connect to itself over the the summer of last year in 2018 where um, I realized that if this girl's transformation was really like learning how to see beauty in herself, like for me, a lot of it was kind of this self self hatred um, there that was like, Hey, you know, don't worry one day you'll love yourself because it was all of a sudden at this moment, 30 years, 34 years later, you know, where I actually started enjoying myself, my, like how I looked and stuff uh, and to be as non cliche as possible, that self love, you know, that's kind of a, a social media kind of thing where you enjoy posting pictures of yourself for the sake of, milestones you know in red letter days kind of stuff so um that was kind of this really rapid you know if anyone's like a creative mind they understand that they have these you know large expansive thoughts that just kind of occur in microseconds yeah and so all of that just kind of was exploding in my head over last summer uh, and connecting and finally kind of gluing together and i realized that there was a prophetic nature to all of this um that i wish that i'd known what i knew now 10 20 years ago it would have done wonders for my my psyche for my self-worth for how I viewed myself, my confidence, you know, all these insecurities that I had. Right. And I remember thinking like, oh, what if people could share what they knew now with themselves 10 or 20 years ago? Mm. What would you share? Yeah. Um, and so this idea of prophetic portraits just kind of came up um, and it turned into kind of this, how would you give yourself a TED talk? Um, and then it expanded beyond that to go, well, if you're telling yourself that, well, then someone now obviously has the same problems. So what would you tell them right. how would you empathize with them right. and then how could we share this and so i started thinking well what if we did a portrait well that's cool but then you need a story well i don't want to write a story you know because now you need different forms of medium um you know kind of separate from one another you can't just post a instagram picture and then a caption nobody reads the captions and it's also finite unless right, you're well, humans then, of new york <laughs> exactly you know and then everyone just goes nuts yeah. um and then it was a case where it's like all right well i can put it on a website but nobody clicks the captions nobody understands to click the captions mobile right. is different than desktop how does this form um and so what i started conceptualizing was kind of an overlay format where half the portrait was just split in half and people's taglines which kind of split over people's faces so that you know don't worry one day you'll love yourself would kind of reveal mm. the other half of people's faces um, so it would kind of be this hidden revealing portrait uh, but on a more kind of intense you know deep soul you know kind of eyes you know very consistent portraiture you know ring light kind of catch light um, same backdrop same coloring everything just very uniform so that you could put them all side by side um, so kind of taking all of that, yeah. what would your elevator pitch be? <laughs> uh, What's well, a portrait project? Um, the idea is, uh, what would you tell yourself 10 years ago that you wish you knew now? Um, how do you wish you could share your wisdom and your experience with your former self um, so that not only are you sharing with your former self, but you're sharing with people in today's world? 
um, and how could you do that through portraiture uh, and through kind of a graphic design overlay so that you create kind of a dynamic medium that can be shared uh, so that in you know easily digestible form you know on an Instagram or website you know you retain bits and pieces of your story but on long form you know side by side next to kind of more narrative stuff uh, you get the context of it you know so so someone's tagline can be on their face Mm -hmm. but the context of it can be side by side okay and how would that look if not only is it digital but physical so can you do it in gallery because what would be great is if you could gallery something like this uh, and create an immersive experience so that 50 75 100 portraits are up on the wall with 100 different stories because now what you're getting is kind of the beautiful simplicity of kind of the human narrative in its intricate, infinite possibilities. Because now you're seeing, you know, cancer stories and financial stories and self-image stories and suicide stories and sometimes joyful success stories um, that people can relate to um, or that people are going through and need some kind of breakthrough on. So that now they're experiencing some sort of revelation through someone else's portrait and story by seeing like, oh, I lost my mom but I'm actually much stronger than I thought I was. Uh, and I wish that I knew that going through it then that I would make it out because right in that moment, I felt like everything was over. You know, so it's that kind of stuff where you're going, hey, in hindsight, here's what I want to share. Um, and here's how I can empathize <clears throat> with those that are going through it so that on some level, they're transformed by my transformation. Hmm. Ding. Ding. <laughs> and the elevator yeah. doors open up and that's kind of the idea. So. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of like, what would my elevator pitch be? Cause I actually haven't looked at my application since last year. It's a so, hard thing. So I'm actually just pulling up uh, last year's application where they had the separated yeah. questions. So summarize your project. Okay. We kind of did that. Have you thought of the, like, the details of your project? Like, Cause last year they were, they were like, what's your 12 month overview? I think this year they're asking, uh, what what is your day to day look like? What is your um, that plus? Do you also have like a budget thought out? Yeah. Out? So um, the budget that I would have had would have been completed in kind of the stuff I've already bought. So it's kind of a, a sense of um, I'm still. I'm not quite there yet in the proposal. Yeah. Um, that's those are some of the details that I'm still working out. However, I would allude to the fact that it would be questions um, either developing kind of long day uh, full shoots. Because I for this pr- project so far, I've had 30 people that I've shot, 35 roughly. Um, I've either shot them in breathers where I've just rented out a breather for the full day. Yeah. Um, or I've done... Um, you know, kind of individual appointments, you know, in the studio in my home uh, where I've just had them come over and, and shot them there. Um, with Adobe, I'm still not sure if it's a go into work nine to five and work from there or if it's, hey, I'm remote, like the traveling salesman. Um, and so therefore, whatever I have to incur, I'd incur. But um, that would be probably an easy one to say, you know, a, a larger breather space. Cool. 300 bucks a weekend, 400 bucks a weekend, yeah. you know, twice a month. The details basically turns into, you know, physical form. Uh, it's, you know, the paper, printing services, framing, uh, and then whether or not you can get a team of five to eight volunteers that are coming in helping you out or if you have to pay people. So I think I think for anybody looking to apply, uh, I think 
those kinds of things. This is the biggest part. They want those details. So you 100%. have to actually think it out. And yeah. Like and this is the, obviously, this is one of the hardest parts because yeah. you're obviously making up what you think you have to do. Yeah. Um, and when, I think that eliminates a lot of like yeah. super creative people who are like, oh, I can't put a schedule together. Worth or, it, like, or they do do all the work and it eliminates them from the running because yeah. they're either just so outlandish and like, oh, I just need $50,000. And Adobe's like, wait, yeah. it's actually going to cost you 200. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, or yeah. wait, you want to do like work from Maui? Okay. Yeah. You no, know, I, April, I, I you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, they said, no, you shouldn't go out and like rent a WeWork now just because right. like, you're, you're working where you are. Like you're not going to move to Maui or whatever. <laughs> exactly. And I think it is, uh, it's very, it's very specific on locations. I think, I think yeah. they're only allowing it if you work in certain locations. No, well, yes, but they're opening it up more. It used to be just like maybe two residents yeah, I think it's when like it first eight, started, but now it's like six or eight or something like that. Eight last year, maybe. And then now it's like maybe more. Yeah. Uh, they're opening up to a few more countries, I think, um, in terms of being able to apply. Uh, but yeah, that just means more people applying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, um, it's for me personally, I when I did my application, I did a lot of, uh, sit down and like put together that budget and mm. it's kind of interesting because like after i got rejected i moped around you know i was bum- <laughs> bummed for i don't know how long Woe after that yeah it's like the zazu yeah. like scene in lion king <laughs> yeah but then like you know the the year unfolds and you know i'm raising my my first child and and like we move to a bigger space and yeah through that, like we're in this space now, we have an extra room that became my home office slash studio. And like, um, and now it's like, oh, I don't have to put that in my budget in mm. terms of like, oh, I needed to rent a breather space or a studio right. for these portraits. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting how, like, for me personally, like, because my project was so personal and I wanted to do it anyway, it's like, things are becoming aligned where it's like now I'm able to more and more do this yeah. whether the residency is there or not um, of course being in the resident residencies you know that would be awesome oh yeah do you have any words of encouragement in, in your own process of applying to this um, uh, for any other applicants potentially I mean yeah I mean but it's more just speaking to myself it's my mind works a mile a minute uh, and it's very analytical. Uh, and so I storyboard and just hyper create all the, you know, areas of, you know, areas that I would be navigating or, you know, things that I'd be saying. So there's all these different end goals and solutions and problems and things that I have to like pin, you know, so it's like the, there's that meme of Charlie from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Who's trying to con- do the conspiracy theory. And there's just, pins mm-hmm. and strings everywhere yeah it's kind of how my mind works when i get opportunities like this because it's like oh i could do this but that'll lead to here and then that'll come all the way down here and it's all these different things and yeah. i have to like remind myself hey just stick to what you know um and stop romanticizing what could potentially be that already is that's not yet right so it's uh, it's kind of living in this you know now and not yet kind of mode right there's there's the reality that I can see the completion of the project. I can see the completion of the project through an Adobe residency, yeah. but it's not contingent on Adobe being there yes, for me. Yes. Um, and so I think for me, it's a case of going, am I passionate enough in this project or in this work or in this application uh, so that if Adobe says no, I will still do it. 
and I will give the in the off chance that they say no. <laughs> in the, yeah, I mean, let's yeah. be real. It's yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah, win. Yeah. I'm like a ninety percent yeah, sure. Exactly. I know, like Caitlin at yeah. the front desk, she's already put my name in. Right. right. Um, so Caitlin, yeah. if you're watching this, eh, I, that'd be weird if there was a Caitlin. In <laughs> she's probably like, wait, what? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With this project, I'm obsessed with dark and light, right? But more so darkness because I love people's dark side. Yeah. I love the the intricacies of the devastation in lives uh, because there always is an emergence of light uh, and there always is this revelation that people have in these dark times um, that really reveals true things about themselves and like the the tenacity and the strength of themselves and so this project is cool for me because I'm like this is actually bringing out that really transparent vulnerable side of people and they're always really awkward but then they get to see that they got out of it and that their darkness actually has a lot of strength that these things that tried to kill them didn't and that they're actually better for it in the event that Adobe says no. Yeah, I'll be yeah. pissed and yeah. I'll probably punch a couple pillows and swear <laughs> a few times and not eat for a few days and yeah. then gorge myself on Dominoes and Pizza Hut. But and like video games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just disappear into like virtual world. But yeah. like that's normal. I think there there is there's a, an emotional attachment to yeah. the, the potential success. Yeah. Um but it's not bent on that. You yeah. know, it's it's not dependent on right. Adobe saying yes. Yeah, so. I think uh one of the things that I've tried to learn through that experience of not getting it um, uh, was kind of the Gary Vaynerchuk approach mm. is being happy in the process. Yeah. So like, you know, not putting your happiness in that getting it or not. Right. It's putting your happiness in, oh, I get a chance to apply for these things. Right. And I'm happy that I have that opportunity because I'm happy that I have a project that so personal to me that I exactly. can apply to these things and there's an opportunity to make you know follow that road but if it doesn't happen I'm still happy that I get opportunities yeah. to have and say something in this world and you have to think of it too like a job right if you're bidding on a job as a photographer yeah there's four or five other photographers potentially on the bid it yeah. means you have a 20% chance of winning so right. like you probably will get rejected a lot yeah um or you'll face rejection a lot or the possibilities of it. So yeah. until you get to the point where you're okay with that. Sorry about that noise. It's Penny playing with the oh. new triangle band set. Ding, ding, toys. ding. Um, but anyway, I uh, just want to say thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having um, me. Thanks for sharing about your project. Uh, I will share my own personal application um, after this. I didn't want to make this too long. So um, I will share my, my whole experience. and. Yeah. I, w- I may or may not apply again this year. Um, we'll you see. Should. I probably should. probably should. A lot of people are applying for the first time. And in my last year, it was my first time. And just trying to find so much information and like reading all the articles, blog posts from previous, you know, residents. It's like I, I, I needed like to see a, a template. I needed yeah. to see an application that made it. And like I can... I don't have to copy it exactly, but at least like see the elements of like what might help my own application. So I think, I think it really does help to see uh, like what other people are doing. So I'm, yeah. I, I'm open to sharing what I did. Um, it's not a winning application, mind you, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, Yet. just like a, you know, like a marking point to see like how you can possibly adjust your application. So Great. anyway, thanks for coming. Um, thanks for having me, buddy. Always good to, hang out with you in the city. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the, the, the things about photography and creative is you tend to be territorial 
And uh, if you're in the like, South Bronx, it's my territory. Yes. Uh, you tend to be territorial. You tend to be like protective of your ideas, but I just appreciate your friendship because mm. like the opposite, it's counterintuitive to like be open with your ideas to other creatives. hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's what you need. You need that community. So yeah. I appreciate your friendship. Always. Thanks for coming. Thanks man. All right. Till next time. See ya.